Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another exciting episode of our continuing Shi'urim in the Sefer Lekutim Oran. We are right now about to finish the seventh Torah. In this Torah, we've explored the ideas of Emuna, of prayer, of Eretz Israel, of Nisim, of miracles, of the ultimate reasons for the lack of Ga'ula, why we don't yet have the redemption, which boils down all to a lack of faith. So here we are, the final sentences in the seventh Torah in Lekutim Moran. V'zeu, and this is what's meant by the verse in Megillus Rus that says, Ufarasta kinafecha olamasecha, and you spread out your garment on your maidservant. Ki tzitzis dikadusha, because tzitzis, your tzitzit, the holy, holy tzitzit, heim kanfe mitzvah, they're the corners of the mitzvah, meaning that garment that you spread out are those those tzitzis, shehu shmiras labris, vehu bechinas zivug de kedusha, and tzitzis represent, as we learned about earlier in the Torah, the the idea of shmiras abris, of guarding the holy covenant, and the major way that that manifests itself is through holy relationships. V'zeu sheshal chagai anavi, and this is what chagai the prophet asked, hein yisa ish basar kodesh bichnaf bigdo v'naga bichnafo lalechem. Chagai the prophet was asking one of the Kohanim if a person carried holy meat in the knaf of his garment, and this meat in the corner came in contact with bread, just to provide some context to this particular quote of Chagai, that during the rebuilding of the second Beis Amigdash, Chagai Anavi was part of the Anshekinesis Hagadola, the members of the Great Assembly, and he would regularly ask specifically the Kohanim questions about purity to ensure that their actions were correct. So if someone's walking with a particular holy item, and that comes in contact with something that is not holy, something that is contains tuma, impurity, ritual impurity, Chagai would keep them honest, he would keep them learning, and ensure that their actions remained correct. So why is Rabbi Nachman bringing this question from Chagai? Let's find out. Ki pagama bris, because a blemish of the covenant, heder halechen, diminishes a person's bread. What does that mean? Like it says in the Pasuk in Mishlei, that for a harlot, a woman of the night, a Isha Zona, a man would have to bring her bread. Meaning when a person is involved in immorality, it's going to take away from your money. Rabbi Nachman brings this Pasuk as explicit exchange of lechem, of bread, for these immoral services to show us that when one is involved in immorality, especially the level of of relationships and sexual immorality, that that will minimize our parnasa, our sustenance, our bread, our livelihood for the year. To bring it back to the Pasuk before from Chagai, when a person is walking through the market with something holy, meaning a person with their neshama, with their holy self, is walking through the market, and he is explicit, Rabbi Nachman, to say, Basar Kodesh, with their holy meat. This can definitely be a euphemism uh, for, for the bris, for circumcision. And when this comes in contact with something that is Tuma, that is ritually impure, what happens? The Kohen needs to answer that. When a person is involved with something impure or immoral, what happens? How does that process work? Tzitzis are the answer. Continuing, the Pasuk says, misham His bow held firm, and from there this shepherd, the rock of the Jewish people. 
the famous Uncleus Hager, the Targum Uncleus, hones in on the word Evan and says it's a makeup of two different words, Ahavan Uvnin, fathers and sons, Bechinas Hatfila Yaakov Banav. That this is the concept of prayer of Jacob, Yaakov, and his children. Segula Lechayla. Segula is a special spiritual prescription that can, please God, lead to a some type of desired outcome. So a segula for a chola, a segula for a sick person, that they should look look with serious intent at their tzitzis. And the secret of the following pasuk is as follows. The pasuk reads, Behold, your son Yosef comes to you. Each of these words hints to the tzitzis. namely Speaking about the numbers of, of the strings and of the loops and of the knots. That if you want to know the specifics of these calculations, how do these words correspond to the particulars of, of tzitzis, so then you need to look in the pre-Eitzachayim, the works of the Arizal. Some printings of Lakute Moran include this calculation in the pre-Eitzachayim. Uh, some some Sfarim do not, so I'm just going to say it outside. Each of the four strings, so one is wound around the other um, in total groups. So you have seven, and then eight, and then eleven, and then thirteen. This is for the it's called the normative Ashkenazi tzitzis. With that breakdown, so you have a total of thirty-nine times for a, to- a sum total of one hundred and fifty-six, and the name Yosef is one hundred and fifty-six begematria. That's one. Next, each of the four four strings should be a total of at least 15 goodlin. That's about 15 inches um, long to be kosher. So you have four of those, which equals 60, and that's equivalent to the word hine. Uh, there are five knots on each of the four strings, each totaling 20. The 13 loops on each of the four strings um, totals 52. So together, this gives you a total of 72, and the word bincha is 72. And then you have the strings of the tzitzis that are woven together, that are knotted together, a minimum of two strands, so that the eight strings total 16 strands per corner, times the four fringes, this equals 64. And ba'elecha is exactly 64. Vezehu, and this is hine bincha Yosef ba'elecha. Behold, your son Yosef, came to you, the Hainu Bechinas Tzitzis, and how it is connected to the Tzitzis Canal, as we learned above. And through this, Yishazek Yisrael, Yisrael was strengthened, meaning the individual in the Chumash, in the Torah name Yisrael, was strengthened, but additionally, that when the Jewish people look deeply at the Tzitzis, which also means examining our connections and commitment to Shmir Sabris, that will strengthen us. This brings us to the end of the seventh Torah. In brief review, we explored the idea of emuna, of faith, of nisim, of miracles, of knowing, knowing about God, about the land of Israel, Eretz Israel, about emunas chachamim and talmidei chachamim and tzaddikim amitim, of connecting ourselves and having faith in true tzaddikim, and then receiving their guidance. What does that mean to receive the guidance of a tzaddik? 
to avoid the negative influences. We explored tefillah. We explored memory and then forgetfulness. We explored shmiras abris, guarding the covenant, our parnasa, our livelihood. And finally, Rabbi Nachman packages it all together beautifully and puts the bow on top with tzitzis. Tzitzis is the final uh, capstone of understanding how all of these beautiful concepts tie together. What we're going to do now for the next minute or so is explore the, just the beginning of the associated tefillah, the prayer associated with the seventh Torah in Lakute Tfilos. As a brief reminder, Reb Nassin went through the entirety of Lakute Moran and then some and composed a beautiful prayer that follows the Rebbe's direction, Undavanin, Unlernin, Undavanin. We should daven, and then we should learn, and then we should daven that our learning becomes real, and we're able to fulfill it, and that all of the, the particulars are able to be, to be actualized. Part of the beauty of Lakute Tfilos is the reminder that each one of us can compose Tfilos can make our own prayers, similar to Davra Melech, and then further down the line, similar to Reb Nassin himself, and then further down the line to us in our day today. So here we go. Yehi Vanecho, Hashem Eloikeinu It should be the will of the Lord our God. You should have mercy on us and all the Jewish people. And plant for us your emuna in our hearts. And that we should merit to have faith in your true tzaddikim, your true righteous ones. Complete faith. That our faith should be absolute, it should be strong, it should be clean, it should be without blemish, and it should be without any confusion, God forbid, at all. And may we merit with your tremendous mercy. That, please God, it should be that our faith should be so incredibly strong, it should be as if we're able to see with our own eyes the hashkacha, the overseeing of God himself, and the tremendous honor and glory that fills the entire world. And please, Hashem, may it be that we're totally connected to you in a constant way, in a true way, in a simple way, in a proper way, with proper understanding, and that this emuna and this awareness should not be mixed with any other outside forces at all. This tefillah continues. If you have Lakute tefillah, so you can look it up, I highly recommend that you do that. May our learning and our tefillahs be accepted. End of Torah 7. Baruch Hashem. Mazel tov, mazel tov.